You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. And smack dab right back at the start of another episode. Good morning, Jay. How are you doing this week? Good morning. It is early morning today. We are... We are bright and early at 6.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time in the United States. On a Friday, too. On a Friday. Good way to start the weekend. Well, speaking of that, you and I were speaking yesterday morning um, as to how this is just another week in the world for two biblical men trying to live a biblical life in the world that is sinful. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Chica, but man, time is flying. This summer... There's just so much intensity in the world and at work and in my family. Like I, I keep looking up and going, wait, wait, another week is gone. Like what is happening? I just had dinner with my folks, right? No, that was two Sundays ago, Jay. Oh my gosh. Like what is going on? <laughs> perilous times, perilous men. Um, we listened to a great sermon this last week. Actually, the last three weeks we've been listening and, and being fed very well at our church. And uh, you and I have been just talking about that. We need to put that on the pod- podcast. We need to talk about that on the podcast. So, Jay, let's pray, and then we're going to jump into uh, the the walk, which is sometimes really perilous for both of us. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the listeners, Lord. Thank you for the listeners' hearts. We ask that as we walk into this conversation today that you can just give us time to pause and just be in the space and acknowledge that we need you. Lord, I ask that the listeners that are that are leaning in, that their hearts can be open to the Spirit to work through this episode, Lord. And we just love you, and we love your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So what's going on for you this week, Jay? I've seen a lot of states this week in the Southeast. I've been traveling and a lot of different kind of business meetings. And we've been having this great conversation, Chica. Actually, we've, I've been having it with several people, you, my wife. Uh, we've been listening to some great sermons lately, a lot of how to stay grounded in the world. We've been talking about it here. How do you respond in an hour like this? What's your worldview? One of the things you and I have been talking about, you know, we had breakfast, went for a long walk. We've been talking throughout the weeks on it is, yeah, I'm aligned to all of that, but it seems increasingly difficult inside my actual day with my task lists and at work and with my family, what I want to do studying the word and, 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 you know, small groups that I'm in, it's getting increasingly difficult to understand, like, how do I do this all day long? And that's kind of the theme we've been exploring, which is what, what, what is that dial turn that has to happen where I actually am not looking up at the end of the day going, well, I was really busy today and I wanted to live on purpose on faith. And I just forgot throughout the day because I was just running so fast, which we know that sort of a pace, that's not from God. That is absolutely not from God. You know, he, he, he is a God that loves and delights in hard work, for sure. I mean, farmers, hello. But he's also a God of rhythm and pace. And this theme we've been exploring all summer, Chica, is you know, we have new jobs, but also this theme in the world, because I, I don't meet a single person who's not living at a pace that they don't understand and can't comprehend. How do we, how do we alter that? while still being able to actually live and meet our responsibilities. Amen, Jay. This whole tension of 
us trying to be biblical men, I mean, this is rediscovering biblical manhood and us trying to constantly find ways to put rhythms and and routines in front of us that are almost works, right? Oh, well, when I get up, then I'm going to read the Bible, work, right? And, and, and then, then I'm going to go do this. And I'm almost like putting these placeholders in front of me daily, which I'm not saying is bad, but at the end of the day, am I, and this is the concept, the paradigm shift listeners that Jay and I have been talking and, and wrestling with for the last three weeks, are we doing that for Jesus or are we doing that so that Jesus can work through us? Maybe Jay, you can lean into that for a second. Yeah, we talked a couple of months ago about farming and the concept of knowing when is a day and when is it night. And even throughout the day, we've talked about Brother Lawrence here and some other aspects of how are you seeking Christ throughout the day and finding that peace. And here's here's what I think is true. And and Chica, I think this is what we're wrestling with. And part of this podcast is Chica and I just openly wrestle with concepts right out in front of the podcast because it's what we're working through as as our 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 path to biblical manhood tries to sharpen you know what i'm finding is they are becoming works because i'm trying to organize my day organize my day organize my day that that there's nowhere in the bible that i see in the gospels that that's the pace that's intended organize your day really well and then christ can live through you <laughs> that's right? awesome awesome <laughs> no it's it's more like i'm I know my posture is not quite correct, which is causing that that drive. And my wife was challenging me on this yesterday, and we were really trying to dig into like what's really at the root of that. Is it fear? Is it is it looking for praise of man? Like what 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 drives you to drive that pace that you can't even remember to let Christ live through you that day? Yeah, there's a big difference between pace and service. I mean, can you imagine if Jesus worked at the pace that we worked at? And maybe he did, we weren't there, but not not looking at my schedule this week, not I'm sure looking at your schedule. I mean, I think of Matthew Matthew's verse about let your light shine so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father who's in heaven. But that's not let your light shine so fast that you're not actually present with the person that you're trying to shine upon or or work letting Jesus work through you on. I think you just touched on it, Chica. Jesus was a busy guy and that he had a lot more going on than we do. Like, let's just, I'll be clear about that, but he didn't do it at the pace we're doing it at. And I think that's in Western culture, in this current age, technology, whatever the enemy's doing in that, that's Jesus lesson. And Jesus is the ultimate at staying completely present in the midst of all of it. And I think that's the concept of when he's living through you, that's your life. When you meet the great saints, that's what you see. And my wife and I, again, we're talking about this yesterday, which is your Jesus is all, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. Like he's always so in tune with his father in the midst of his chaos. Mm. Cause he's always got thousands of people around him. He's got touch me, heal me, tell us more about the kingdom of God. And yet you see all the time, his ability to stop and be totally locked in. And we heard a sermon a couple of weeks ago, Chica, where one of the things the pastor was talking about, the guest pastor that was there, is he asks himself almost like in every moment, hey, do I have an assignment here, God? And that completely changes his posture. And there was a few times this week where I went into meetings like that, where I remembered to go into a meeting and say, Lord, do I have an assignment in this meeting? And man, it changed everything about the meeting. And I guess what I'm wrestling through is, 
uh, last night I said something about why well, I get some work done this weekend. And my wife like, that's a choice. And I was like, no, I have to. Like, you don't understand. She's like, do you have to? Like, do you really mm. have to? What would happen if you didn't, Jay? What if you didn't do that work this Saturday and just didn't? And really, like, really, really feeling you on that one, Jay. I uh, selfishly, you know, I'm sitting on the red couch upstairs and my youngest comes and looks for attention. And what am I doing on the red couch? I'm on my phone doing late night work when I pretty much should have put the phone down and be present with her. And, and she's seeking, you can see it in her eyes. And, and the moment I look up or don't, or give her half attention, she's gone. And I'm thinking about the last four years, last five years that I've got with her here at home or the opportunity that I'm squandering because of that weight that's on your shoulders, it's on my shoulders. And I'm sure many of the men out there when it comes to work, oh, I need to prove myself. I need to finish this. I, I've got to do this. You know, I had a great example of that this weekend or this week. I came home for dinner on Wednesday night and all my kids were at work except for one, our youngest. And I walked in and, and my wife had made dinner. It was awesome. You know, we, we don't get a lot of family dinners right now. And my daughter said, Hey, do you guys want to play a board game? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And we ditched the phones and we played a board game. And then I helped her, you know, take some shells down in her room. And it was fantastic. And I didn't do a piece of work that I told myself that night, I got to get this done. By the way, it's Friday now, a couple of days later, I still haven't gotten it done mm. and everything's okay. And yet I got that moment. And that, that to me is exactly what we we're talking about was making those hard choices. And I know one of the things I really want to explore this upcoming week, Chica, is I'm going to make more of those choices and I want to see what happens. Let's jump into the perilous verse, Jay. Uh, it's Timothy or second Timothy verse three for our listeners and it, and it speaks to, but know this, in the last days, and boy, don't we feel like we're in the last days, just like I'm sure every generation, perilous times will come. And then this is where we step in, Jay. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blas blasphemers, uh, or blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Now, I'm not saying that we, the listeners, and then it continues to go, right? Traders, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. I'm not saying that we are all of those things, but there, I mean, I can read some of those words and go, wow, I remember this week when I was unthankful or that I was lover of myself because I wanted to do what I wanted to do, or I spent money where I want to spend money. How about you, Jay? How about you, listeners? I mean, come on. Well, I heard something that totally popped my brain this week. I was listening to a theologian and he said, you know, biblically, the last days began when Christ ascended. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so he goes, we've been living in the last days since the moment Jesus left until he returns. These are the last days. And I'm like, but it's been 2000 years. But conceptually, you go, whoa, that's a paradigm shifter. And then for me, what that means is the reality of these paces that we're living at it totally has helped me understand like it really doesn't matter in the end whether or not I get those things done. It really does only matter about spending time with people. And I think if you go back to the Gospels, you, know, you read those things. What drives those behaviors? For me, I think the pace we live at. I mean, there's a lot of things that drive those behaviors. And throughout history, there's always been people that met that criteria. But when you're living at this pace as a society, it almost drives you down the path of those other things because our brains are not designed and our bodies aren't designed for this. And then suddenly your body and your brain are like seeking relief, like wait, and that's an inward looking focus. 
And that is going to drive these other things. It's going to drive a me-centered culture, which is going to drive all those other words that you talked about. We're going to stop caring about the sacred because who's got time for sacred stuff anymore? And we're going to stop caring about this because who's got time for that? And really, I just need some relief. So how about I numb out on a TV show, eat some junk food, uh, have some illicit sex, whatever it is, drugs. And I'm just trying to get through it, man, because at this pace, all you can do is just try mm. to get through it. And I think I think suddenly we've got the vast majority of the world, people in every kind of job, every walk, every tribe, every nation, every tongue, all living at this pace. And we're like, yeah, I, I, I can't do this. And the question for me is, how do we unwind that and connect that back to when Christ is living through me, his life through me, not me living for him? I, I don't think I would live at that pace. The technology, I mean, we, you've spoken about in previous episodes, we're babies of the 80s, 80s and 90s, right? Where we grew up in the glory years. And we say that. I, when you said wind it back, I was like, whoa, I'm not sure whether we can wind it back. But can we, in this present culture, still be and still stand strong with Jesus through us, right? And that's the question. You know, what's my assignment? I, I really love that and think that that's a great hook for our listeners this week asking throughout the week, what's my assignment in this situation? I had a big check from my wife um, stopping me in my tracks last weekend where she said, you know, I, I feel in somewhat, you know, the, the last month or so, you really haven't been paying me attention. And I was like, uh-oh, because I then go back into my checklist saying, well, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. Did you hear what I was just saying there, Jay? It's like I'm doing it for her like I do my life for Jesus. I mean, I'm checking off a box in my head that's not really loving with him through me. It was my assignment towards her for him. Yeah, and I think you are spot on, Chica. And to go back and answer your question, I think the answer is unequivocally yes. We can live in that way in this time, and it's exactly what your wife is saying. And this is going to sound so cliche, but, but it's really about the present moment. And Jesus' whole point was, no matter what he was doing, no matter what piece of work I have to get done, another contract I need to redline, another conversation I've got to have on a strategy, when you're living in the moment and asking, I've got, I've got an assignment in this moment, like all that other stuff is going to get done. Like, let's, let's just speak some truth. We're, for the vast majority of the people listening to this podcast, we're responsible people. The work is going to get done. It will get done. What are we missing trying to get it done at our own pace versus working at God's pace. Because if we believed all the promises of God, he's going to help us get all that done. He knows what we need, right? He knows what we need in every moment. That's the promise. He knows exactly what we need. What does he need from us? He does want something from us. He wants us to step aside, not like not be people, but allow him to live through us in the moment, utilizing us to talk to his other children. How would our lives transform? I mean, if we were leaning into our children and our wives and our friends and our colleagues and ourselves with that posture, what, what would it look It's It's so easy and cliche is a funny word. You and I often go back to the verse and you can finish it for me, Jay. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know God's will for your life, his good, perfect and pleasing will. Well, wait, say that last part. Then you will be able to know God's will for your life and say it right. again. His good, perfect and pleasing will. Right. But coming back to that word transformed. So we can't be of this world because we've got to be transformed by our the mind. Renewing of our mind. Right. So that we can then test and approve what God's will is for us. Right. Right. And That's you cannot you cannot be 
transformed when you're living at the pace of the world. Conforming to the pattern of the world, pace is part of that. And and honestly, like what I've come to the conclusion of this summer is pace has got to be the first thing that's addressed. I, I just don't see how anything, at least for me, and I know you and I have been talking about this, I just don't see how any of the rest of the Christian life can be addressed until pace is addressed. All right. So let's talk about that as we close down this week, Jay. What's one thing that you can do next week? What's one thing that I can do next week to address the pace? I thought a lot about that and what my wife said to me last night. And actually, you know, I punted on a couple of things this week, which the responsible guy in me was like, no, don't do it. And it's been okay. I think one of the things that I'm going to attempt to do next week is really step back and look at my daily to-do list. And just ask my ask Jesus the question, like, what on there has to get addressed? And where is there margin there, Lord, where I can just ask, what's my assignment? Can I ask what it was that you punted? So there is a contract that needs to get done. Um, but I've got a couple of weeks, to be honest with you. But I want to get it off my list into somebody else's inbox. And I need to review it and redline it and make my edits and send it to them and send it here. And then we can sign it. But the truth is, if that happens in five days instead of three days from now, everything will be okay. Mm. But my, it's at the top of my to-do list and I feel the pressure to get that done. Mm. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking for me, some of the routines that I have, I need to take it easy. You know, I need to walk every day. I need to go lift weights every day. I need to go to work every day. I need to do this. And so I'll get up earlier and I'll make my day longer. And so therefore stretch the busyness and then I can't shut down my mind. I mean, I had a dream last night about work. What, are, what mm. are you doing? What are you doing, Chica? Why are you dreaming about that? Because you go to bed or fired up because that weight's on your shoulders. And that's the key, right? I think you just put your finger right on it, which is throughout the word, God challenges us, get into the silence. What do we see Jesus doing again and again? Wandering away up to the mountain early in the morning, late at night to spend time with his father. Why? To get still. It's in the stillness that we hear God. And that, that mm. is really what I'm going to pursue this week, Chica, is some purposeful stillness, walking without my iPod and, and the music, not always having something going while everything else is going. And I just take it back to Elijah as we pray this out, you know, when he's running and he's, he's fearful and he sees the storm and it says, God is not in the storm and God is not in this and God is not in that. And then it gets real quiet and Elijah's alone. And it said, God was in the still quiet. The reality for believers is we've got to find some still quiet. And that's not another task. That's not another to-do check item. That's where the restoration and rejuvenation is, is in the quiet when our minds go calm, as you were just talking about. That's when we're going to hear from God, and that's when we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It renews when it connects back into the source, the vine, the fuel that we need to run on is the quiet that allows the Lord to talk to us. That's what we're, I know that's what's missing from my life. Amen, Jay. Amen. Well, listeners, we've come to another end of another episode, and we hope that you have a good week. Jay, would you mind praying us out? And we'll see you next time. Yeah, Lord, thank you. Thank you for an opportunity to talk about a conversation. I know today's conversation went in a lot of directions, God, and I hope that it is helpful for somebody because we are all wrestling, a vast majority of us are wrestling with how do we live our lives in a way that is not only honoring to you, but actually allows us to be connected to you. 
rather than just doing works for you. So our prayer this week is, may we all find a little bit of the stillness, the peace, and the quiet where we can hear your voice, where our minds can be transformed and renewed. And we just ask that, Jesus, we ask your favor upon our lives, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen.